Hey, it's March 10th, 2021. Welcome to the New Reality Edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we'll have Shane Makanui Lopez from the Entrepreneur Sandbox, and he's here to tell us about the next uh, Women in Technology interview and, of course, the reopening of the Entrepreneur Sandbox. And then uh, we'll be joined by Rosie Davis, Judy uh, Makami, and Dalen Casino, and we'll talk about uh, using uh, using technology and and getting um, Kupuna uh, familiarized with the uh, the digital world. So we'll get into that. Uh, of course, right now I want to welcome Shane Makanui Lopez from Box Jelly, and of course uh, they're involved with the Entrepreneur Sandbox. And and first, uh, before we talk about the uh, reopening of the Sandbox, I did want to mention uh, Women in Technology, which is a uh, series that is happening over at the Sandbox, and and um, you know this is a uh, uh, an interview that uh, has been going on with a number of women in the community, and this one that's coming up on the seventeenth is with Summer Rankin, who's a a uh, data um, analyst, data specialist, and she works at uh, Booz Allen, and she's going to be doing a talk on the seventeenth, which is next Wednesday. And it'll be online from 2 to 3 in the afternoon. And, of course, uh, I'll put the link up on our show notes if you're interested. And you can uh, register. It's a free event. Uh, but that's coming up next Wednesday uh, over at the, uh, the Sandbox. It's Women in Technology. But with that, I wanted to welcome Shane. And, uh, Shane, you're, you're new. So tell us, uh, tell us what you're newly minted to do over at the Sandbox. <laughs> I'm relatively new. Well, thanks for having me on. Um, well, I am currently working as the general manager for the Entrepreneur Sandbox on behalf of Box Jelly. Uh, so for those who are unfamiliar with the area or the space, I should say, the Entrepreneur Sandbox is a collaboration with the Hawaii Technology Development Corporation and the Creative Industries Division. And once they built it and started to open their doors in 2019, they brought us in on Box Jelly to come and help get the events and uh, co-working systems in place and, and kind of stirring the area, getting to know all of you and building the community over here. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, I I, uh, I know Ray Chung and, you know, I've been meaning to get uh, folks from the Box Jelly on not only talk about the Entrepreneur Science Box, but you folks uh, have moved from your location that was over at my, at my what I imagine to be the original uh, Box Jelly to someplace else on ward maybe maybe quickly where where's the new office and of course i haven't really been out anywhere this whole year so i don't know i don't know anything so what uh where's the new location yeah, so the newest location on ward is um it's above kakaako kitchen where brew moon used to be and that coffee shop and walk so it's kind of a where you see piggy smalls and it's upstairs on the second floor oh it's over by uh ward what was that area? Ward, not Ward Center, right? Warehouse. Ward Warehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of like the other end, then, right? I mean, you guys were on one end of the war, of Ward, and the, and this is at the other end. Absolutely, we have a nice triangle going with uh, Kamani Ward and Sandbox over here. No, oh, that's good. Okay, so so tell us about uh, what what happened over the last year. I, I I pretty much know the answer to this, but you know, over the course of 2020, I mean, the the Entrepreneur Sandbox was pretty much uh, closed, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So we uh, opened our doors October 2019. Um, as with a lot of places, we got a nice popular reception. We're hosting some great events and some after hours, some pohanas, um, building a really good community. And then March happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, everything mm-hmm. closed down. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we had to close for a few months. Uh, we've been open provisionally for the past few months as well, but only to members with our doors locked and kind of keeping the numbers low um, to keep things safe. But, of course, we know that the need for a co-working space with everyone, way more people going remote and way more people getting time to work on their business was there. And so we just tried to provide that as best we can. And um, as of Tier 3, uh, we were opening our doors to the public and starting to take on a few more members. So uh, officially, then, uh, Tier 3 enabled you to open the doors, and, and exactly when did that happen? Uh, that happened, so on that Thursday it was announced, um, which I believe was the 25th or so. We started that on the 1st of March. Okay. Um, so we've been open for about a week and a half now. All right, great. And, and as you mentioned, uh, there's, there is a lot more interest in this area of remote work, and I know there's a you know, programs like uh, Movers and Shakas. Have you started mm-hmm. to see the influx of uh, any of the Movers and Shakas into the sandbox? We have, actually. Um, maybe not directly. I'm not sure if they're directly involved with the program. But I have seen a significant amount of people who are coming in from the mainland mm-hmm. with remote work. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, I'd say, about 50-50 these days of uh, local entrepreneurs and remote workers and people who are here for a few months that need a place to work. <laughs> Are you are you seeing them uh, take up offers from the sandbox in terms of uh, uh, you know not not necessarily like full on offices but uh, you know taking up a desk a desk and 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 renting it uh, you know by however much uh, uh, I guess you guys have uh, weekly as well as monthly offers right Yes, so our kind of standard um, offering is a monthly offer mm-hmm. uh, starting at the startup level. Um, which gets you access to our collaboration space on our network and and uh, many of the other amenities that comes with membership. And I notice a lot of them do just kind of buy into the month. And just e- even for if they're not going to use it for the full month, they see the value in it. So since you've opened, has it been a pretty good uptake in, in a new membership? Yes, steadily which I'm thankful for. I wasn't ready for 50 people to rush the door, but um, every every week we've had a few more members, a few more people trying out the space, and everyone's been really respectful of um, social distancing and keeping everything safe on protocol as well. Oh, that's very good. Okay, so uh, I might actually be down at the Sandbox sometime tomorrow, so I'm, this is my, my first venture out into the the real world, so I'm I'm kind of excited about getting out of my office. So so Shane, can uh, <laughs> you share a, a URL for us for uh, for our listeners to check out the uh, Sandbox? Absolutely. Um, it is sandboxhawaii.org, uh, member or not. There's probably some good information for you there, even if you need a conference room. Sounds good, Shane, and uh, you know, thanks for joining us. Yes, and thanks for having me. And, of course, uh, we'll take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by Rosie Davis, Judy Makami, and Daylin Casino. We'll talk about digital navigators and helping Kupuna to learn about the digital uh, economy. And, of course, this is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Bavarian Motor Experts. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe, and of course I'm, I'm glad to welcome Rosie Davis, Executive Director over at the Maui County Area Health Education, also known as AHEC, and Judy Makami, who's the health care specialist over at the Rural Healthcare Consulting and Dalen Casino, who's a 
newly minted student over at the uh, Leeward Community College who graduated from Molokai High. And of course, uh, he was last year's Health Occupation Student Association president, which I will have him tell us more about. And of course, they're here to tell us about helping others navigate through the digital landscape. And I want to welcome you all to Bite Marks Cafe. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So let's uh, for- let's start with uh, with Judy and and Judy. You know, there's there's uh, obviously you know three of you on, and 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 both of you, Judy and Rosie, have been part of a program that really helps to get students interested in the health occupation. And of course, we'll we'll talk to Dalen about you know the the student perspective of this. But but maybe Judy, you can tell us about the program and and how it uh, how it started and and what is its sort of primary mission. Yeah, thank you, Bert. Um, yes, so I am a nurse by training and worked in um, different um, the state and a Native Hawaiian healthcare system um, on Molokai. But it was about the spring of 2005 when a group of healthcare professionals from Maui contacted us about um, beginning AHEC or the Area Health Education Center on Molokai. So there was a planning meeting held with three of them from Maui and um, three of us, or four of us from Molokai, all in the health field. And um, at that meeting, AHEC, Maui County AHEC was formed, and Wade Lee, who was a substance abuse counselor, was its first president. And right after um, we formed, he contacted Rosie Davis um, to see if she was interested and kind of spearheading um, the initiative for Maui County, but really focusing on Molokai, Maui, and uh, and Lanai. So that was July of 2005, and she's been with the program for all of these years. Um, We don't have that much time to just talk about all that she did over all the years, all the health initiatives that she started to help um, the community and then also bring in the students. But the use of technology also started around that time um, when AHEC um, at the University of Hawaii School of Medicine brought um, together several organizations as well as the Pacific Basin to have educational forums. And I'm not sure what they called it, called it then, telehealth, telemedicine, because these were buzzwords that were kind of used way back when. Mm-hmm. But we had people participating from, like, Tukau's um, Waimea on the Big Island, Napuvai and Molokai, Ehek from um, Molokai and Jamsom, and then some of the Pacific Islands. So we we had weird times for these meetings because of the time difference. But I know we had several forums, educational forums, that kind of laid the foundation for the use of telehealth. so through the years, Rosie has been involved in this and finding um, just different ways and initiatives to what um, she has done today, using technology to work with different groups um, and also utilizing the host of students at Moloka High School um, to really kind of work in an intergenerational way with our veterans, our um homesteaders on Molokai, mm-hmm. um, and 
in the kupuna in general. Um, so when she came on board, she talked to one of um, one of the leaders in the Hawaiian community to get a name for the Maui County Ehek, and it's Hui Ao Ola, which means turning point in life. So surely this has really happened to turn many points of many people um, to Rosie's um, initiatives. Um, so she's really worked with the high school all these years and has mentored many, many students through, you know, um, projects and also encouraging them to search out health occupations as a career. Oh no, that's great. That's great, and yeah. and and uh, so that's a that's a great overview, uh, Judy. And and so Rosie, so you've been you've been in this role for the better part of the last what uh, what fifteen almost what's going on sixteen years now, and and uh, and obviously you've seen the technology evolve over time, and 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 just um, just so that you know our listeners know, I mean we were all kind of put together because uh, Christina Higa from you know, the Pacific Basin Telehealth Resource Center. Uh, she's been on the show, and, and uh, you know, she's been part of our, our broadband hui. And, and I think what is uh, really clear is that in terms of the telehealth and telemedicine and, and the technology to deliver uh, health care online, a lot of it is obviously dependent on, on having broadband connectivity. So that's where, that's where we sort of definitely kind of uh, intersect uh, but uh, I wanted to ask you, Rosie. I mean, how how has it been over the course of the last you know sixteen years, uh, embracing the technological changes that have come about as a result of your involvement with uh, telehealth? You know, I think it's been a great opportunity. Um, and you mentioned the word evolve. That's what Molokai has been able to do is evolve. The only problem that we have had is our broadband, broadband issues that we have on the island. So that's kind of held things back. Mm-hmm. Um, project, the pilot project we're doing with Christina Higa is really a wonderful opportunity for especially the uh, Kupuna Homestead veterans to blossom into continuing to evolve. Uh, we kind of did like an exploration with the community in these areas. And a lot of things were identified, you know, the lack of connectivity. Um, there are some homes that do not have a technology at all to be able to, you know, be able to explore any of that. Um, simple things, you know, the grassroots community are not able to do, like, keep a password or an ID, remember these things. And what we found with the Kapuna Bert was really interesting. They want to be able to uh, use Zoom, FaceTime, Facebook, mm-hmm. but they also be independent. They have their children before they leave to work. Sometimes try and hook them up for a medical appointment or any type of um, meeting they might have. But they find themselves that they still want to be independent and be able to get on to uh, logging on, remembering these things, and so. Working with Christina Higa, we are finishing up the first phase and hopefully going into a second phase that will allow us to continue to train in these areas, um, support also with other resources, you know, some of the programs that we've heard in the beginning of the program, and also continue to have the students, which is a big part of our project. You know, we've been very grateful to the HOSA students um, we can honestly say that the program has just grown 
COVID was a little hard for everybody, and that's why it's so important that we um, continue to educate on the technology. Uh, this is a new norm for mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, I, I'm glad you mentioned HOSA, and I want Dalen to maybe explain a little bit about what HOSA is, because that stands for Health Occupation Student Association. And, you know, I'm I'm familiar with... Uh, some of the robotics uh, activities and 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 uh, Molokai High usually gets a a really you know good team at the uh, robotics competitions and uh, but you know in terms of uh, health occupations and and of course this area of of uh, technology uh, not only learning it for yourselves but actually helping others to familiarize themselves. Uh, Dalen, tell us a little bit about Hosa and and how did that form? So. HOSA is a club where we, you know, we get ourselves involved with the community and we try, we do our best to, you know, try our best to compete at the state competition that is held here on Oahu. And, yeah. So, so uh, Dalen, you, you said that there's a, a competition that takes place uh, as a result of participants in, in HOSA. You know, in fact, I think I need to ask you a little bit more about that because this is the first time I've heard about a, uh, a HOSA competition. So why don't we do this? We'll hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Rosie Davis, Judy Makami, and Daylin Casino. And we're talking about telehealth and digital literacy. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Chaminade University and Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Rosie Davis, Executive Director over at the Maui County Area Health Education Center, and Judy Makami, who's the health care specialist at the Rural Health Care Consulting, and Dalen Casino, who's a student over at the Leeward Community College and was the previous president of the Health Occupation Student Association. And, of course, right before the break, we're talking about uh, HOSA, and, and Dalen was a... Uh, kind of explaining, you know, what they do. And, and what's news to me is, uh, Dalen, you said that there were competitions. So what, what you know, there's, what, other high schools that have HOSA clubs? I mean, how does that, um, how does that pan out in terms of, you know, getting together and competing? What was it like before, I guess, the pandemic? Yeah, so there are a bunch of schools across the state of Hawaii that compete in this event. And so each year... It's held at here on Oahu, and there are different events that students can compete in, whether it's projects, um, prepared speaking, speeches, tests, and more events. And so, um, yeah, that's pretty much so what in, it is. So in terms of the HOSA club, you know, at the... Uh, when you were, you know, in it uh, at Molokai, uh, was there were there teachers that were sort of your your mentors? I guess, uh, and and each school probably has a representative uh, teacher that that sort of helps hold the club together. Is that is that the, usually the case? Yes. So we have our one of the staff. He is a teacher, 
a health teacher. His name is John Van Ornum. He's been helping out with HOSA. He's our advisor. Mm -hmm. And we Mm -hmm. also have Auntie Rosie, who has been partnering with us. Oh, great, great. And she's been helping us out and helping us out with traveling and to provide the students the things that we need to prepare for the competition. So so tell me, uh, um, Dalen, I mean, what, what kind of competition, what is it that uh, you folks would typically compete doing? Well, so my first year, my partner and I, we did a community awareness, and that's basically we informed the community of the, like, the health problems that are going on on around the world or in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And my first year, we, my partner and I talked about um, vaping, uh-huh. which was a very hot topic at the time. Oh, And so um, there are other topics or other events like testing, as I was saying. Mm-hmm. And we actually have had someone who placed first place, Mallory Glo- Mallory Go, in epidemiology oh that's great yeah so so um you know rosie when when uh working with the with the uh hosa students i mean what was it that that uh really kind of got them interested in helping others in terms of this sort of digital landscape i mean it sounds like the the hosa uh, competitions were mainly around you know health types of uh uh, let's say subject matter uh, topics. So, how did the how did the students sort of get interested in actually supporting the area of of this uh, sort of digital literacy? You know, HOSA has been around for a while, but we went in a year after, um, I believe, it was two thousand six, and the interest from the students is amazing, even to this day. And because you know. I know that a lot of schools lack things, but Molokai is out, you know, uh, the canoe district, we're out here. So we have to do uh, what we have to do mm-hmm. for our students and the community. But there was so much interest when we went out and we spoke to the teacher, John Van Orden, who decided to be the advisor. And the outpour from the students that they wanted help, and the high school opened up its doors and said, you know, help us that this is going to help our students. Mm-hmm. So as I speak right now, we have students that are, like Dalen's off um, at Newark College, we have students at Shamanad, UH. Um, we came to a point that uh, HOSA was so large that during the summer we started to do uh, residential camping, um, like for two weeks, because it just got really to the point that the students wanted more information, and we provided not only health professionals to come and talk to the students, but also to learn cultural aspects here on Molokai. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we've just been very fortunate that the students continue. I say probably about 85% of our students that go through HOSA end up choosing staying and with a career in health. So, so Dalen, you know, in terms of, uh, um, were you involved with uh, actually getting, you know, getting together with any kupuna or or members of the community that wanted help on on getting access to the internet and <clears throat> access to applications, uh, maybe share a little bit of a, of that experience. 
So I actually haven't been able to get the opportunity to work with the Kapuna because I was off island, but yeah. Oh I yeah, really yeah. About more about that. Yeah, so you were you were actually um I mean, you know, that was a pre-pandemic, right? So uh now that it's uh you know, your your I guess um successor actually had a had another class to go to today. So uh, I think the ones that were currently in this uh, age of of sheltered at home obviously experience the need for connectivity. So uh, maybe Judy, I mean, share what is it that the students were able to do to actually get out there and, and, and help some of the kupuna? So I think there are several po- projects that Hosa through um, Rosie did. And, and just to, you know, the students are techie more than mm-hmm. us. But anyway, so um, it was easy for them to kind of step into this role. Um, but part of it was like, and it was like Rosie said before, just um, learning how to log on. And a lot of them wanted to do FaceTime to, you know, see their um, family off island or to set up medical appointments um, and the such. So during the pilot project phase, which we're kind of still in, you know, included um, instructions like um, logging on 101, I would say. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Rosie was able to have someone um, teach um, the class, classes, I guess, the veterans and a group of homestead, people on the homestead that really wanted to learn and probably they had challenges with the broadband connectivity or, you know, um, in addition to just learning how to, you know, turn the computer on or iPad on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also just different little groups of um, kupuna that would pop up, you know, in town. Um, I know that the group, the HOSA group did come on Zoom to the rural health, uh, a rural health meeting. And that was kind of enlightening to all of us, having the students there and the ease they had, you know, of connecting to um, some of us who are oldsters. <laughs> oldsters. Yeah. yeah, so I, I think having the host of students with their interest in health and being able um, to the connections, especially at Rosie, was a really good match, and it really showed um, because, you know, the seniors really like the younger people. The, the intergenerational oh, yeah, link yeah, is yeah. really, really strong. Yeah. And in addition to... Um, being there to help them um, connect. So, Rosie, you know, when, uh, you know, in the, in the last minute or so, I mean, like, uh, you know, before you share the, the link for, uh, you know, this, uh, this program, I mean, how do you find out what the, what the kupuna want to learn? I mean, how, you know, do you, are you in touch with them and then, then you can, you know, turn the students on to them? Oh, yes, definitely. They're very vocal about what they want. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> you uh-huh. know, so basically just say, this is what we need. And what we need is what the students, what Judy was sharing, it, the students are have all this, they're tech-savvy, right? So it's been a great opportunity because now they also want a booklet made that will help them guide it through them because they have a training. You know, they have a training. They sit there. Um, Adia Kariaga, who is the president right now of HOSA, um, you know, she was really interested on the things that they were asking. You so, know, so so Rosie, it's a very 
Yeah, I got a, I got a, um, what's the URL that people can check out the program? Uh, Basin, and you go to Maui County Area Health Education Center. Very good. Rosie Davis is the executive director of the Maui County uh, Area Health Education. And, of course, Judy Makami, health care specialist. And Dalen Casino over at uh, Leeward Community College. And I th- want to thank you all for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week when we'll be talking about creating an aquaculture startup over at Nelha. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HBR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HBR app, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. You stay safe. You stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. Bye.